solutions crafted by professionals. 250-412-1888. That's 250-412-1888. From cats and dogs to the people who love them. Petline with Jennifer Shaw. Sundays at noon on CFAX 1070. CFAX Victoria, a division of Bell Media. And an iHeart Radio station. If it's happening, it's here. CFAX 1070. It's 5 o'clock. Good afternoon. I'm Mark Brennan. Clear for the rest of the day, but there are showers moving in for tomorrow. Sunday, mostly cloudy with a high of 16, a mix of sun and cloud, and 16 again on Monday. It's 13 in beautiful James Bay. CFAX 1070 News begins right now, and here is Sandy Hall. Thanks, Mark. A 48-year-old Victoria area driver who lost his temper badly and assaulted another driver in Brentwood is was also threatening the other man with a stun stick. He was held in police cells overnight pending his court appearance today. Central Saanich Deputy Chief Darren Lynch says that a stun stick carries a powerful punch, 950,000 volts, and is designed to ward off predators like cougars and bears, not human beings. stun stick was something I wasn't familiar with and uh, thought perhaps it might even be a prohibited weapon, but it was a, a length that allows it to be sold legally in this country. But uh, certainly you can't use it for, uh, for any other purpose. Lynch says the man may face charges of assault with a weapon, possession of a weapon dangerous to the public, and assault. Lynch was speaking with CFAX 1070's Pamela McCall. The body of an ESL student from Japan who had been missing for three weeks has now been found in Vancouver. Natsumi Kagawa has, was last seen in Burnaby on September 7th before her body was found on the grounds of an empty heritage mansion. A suspect, William Schneider, remains in custody on charges of indignity to a human body. An autopsy will be conducted Monday in the hopes of determining an exact date and cause of death. And a 31-year-old man has been charged for an alleged stabbing in Nanaimo. RCMP Sergeant Cheryl Armstrong says the victim told investigators he had a disagreement with the suspect before the assault Saturday. Armstrong says the man's girlfriend then drove him to hospital where he had to have surgery. She says Eric Irving has been charged with aggravated assault and was scheduled to appear in court today. Prince William spoke in Haida as he thanked members of a Haida First Nation for their hospitality as he and Kate visited a small community off the coast of B.C. today. After being welcomed to the Haida Heritage Hall by more than a dozen chiefs and elders, William told them it was an honour to see in person how traditions remain strong. The royal couple is also touring the region's new hospital and health care centre before taking a fishing trip. The area is renowned for offering some of the best salmon and halibut fishing in the world. Meantime, an 11-year-old Victoria boy has been chosen to present the farewell bouquet of flowers to Her Royal Highness tomorrow. Daniel Brockman is a member of the Power to Be community and is a member of the Ferns program where youth living with barriers advance their physical and social skills while connecting with nature. And people are being advised to avoid swimming in Langford Lake during, uh, due to another algae bloom. We heard about one in Beaver Lake earlier this week. Island Health says the bloom was discovered in the Lee Road Beach and Boardwalk area in Langford. Until further notice, you are being asked to keep your pets away from the lake as well. Avoid drinking the lake water, avoid swimming or water skiing. Blue-green algae blooms may produce dangerous toxins and can be hazardous to your health. 
And Donald Trump is demanding President Barack Obama make a pledge not to pardon Hillary Clinton, who has not been charged with or nor convicted of any kind of crime. Speaking at a rally in Nova, Michigan, Trump says he's making a demand of Obama. Mr. President, will you please pledge not to issue a pardon to Hillary Clinton and her co-conspirators for their many crimes against our country and against society itself, he asked. Neither Clinton nor her allies have been charged with any crime related to her use of a private email system as Secretary of State. And here's today's CFAX 1070 News poll. Does Victoria do enough to protect its heritage buildings? 42% say yes, 57% say no. Vote now at CFAX1070.com. I'm Sandy Hall. If it's happening, it's here on CFAX 1070. News time is four minutes after five. Thank you, Sandy. And now with a look at traffic, here is Art Aronson. Thank you, Mark. There are definitely some busy areas in the capital region right now when it comes to traffic volumes, but no motor vehicle incidents causing major delays. Volumes are heavy on the Trans-Canada Highway in usual areas, leaving the downtown area from uptown to the Admiral's Mackenzie Interchange. Also in Langford, it's busy from McCallum Road to the West Shore Parkway. Checking the uh, Pape Highway, it's kind of busy right now as well, just north of Halliburton Road, northbound on that highway from about uh, Claremont to the Sayward uh, turnoff there. It's busy. Uh, give us a call at 381 News or Star 1070 on your cell phone if you see something out there other drivers should know about. Checking BC ferries. Uh, no sailing waits right now. The 6 o'clock sailing, though, is just over 85% full. The 5 o'clock just left full from Swartz Bay to Sawasan. Checking a CFAX traffic now. Here is CTV Vancouver Island meteorologist Astrid Brownschmidt. Another gorgeous afternoon leads us to an unsettled evening. Watch for a couple of showers to develop here and there. Temperatures down to 8 degrees. Tomorrow, starting things off with occasional showers, 15 degrees in the afternoon with some sunny breaks too. Sunday, 16 degrees, mainly cloudy. Much of the same for Monday. Tuesday, Wednesday, mid-teens, and we've got some showers creeping back into the forecast again. I'll have your full island forecast tonight on CTV News. It's 14 degrees in downtown Victoria. I'm Art Aronson. If it's happening, it's here on CFAX 1070. It's 506. Thank you, Art. When we come back, we'll take you into the locker room. We'll start off with some talk about the BC Lions and Ottawa Renegades. This is what it feels like. It's now more affordable than ever to escape the cold and enjoy a holiday with Sunwing Vacations. This week only, get the best deals of the year with our Midwinter Madness Sale. Start your vacation with Sunwing's award-winning champagne service and get jaw-dropping savings. Hurry, these deals won't last long. This is what it feels like. Book now with sunwing.ca and save up to 60%. Your Victoria Royals battle the Kamloops Blazers. Steal to Walker, he rips it home. Tonight is game one at 7.05 at the Savon Foods Memorial Center. Go Royals, go! Plus it's golf night. You can win rounds of golf and other great prizes at the island's best golf courses. He shoulder checked and blasted by Jarrett. Game two is tomorrow night. Ralphie boy, that's a good hit. Get your tickets today at victoriaroyals.com. Victoria Royals Hockey. True blue. You have endless information at your fingertips, but not all of it is accurate. That's why CTV News Vancouver Island has a responsibility to you. Our award-winning news team turns a critical eye on every word and every image. 
before we put it on the air. To produce a newscast, you can trust so you get the whole story and nothing but. It has been a dangerous week for Capital Region police officers. Trust in CTV News Vancouver Island. Online at vancouverisland.ctvnews.ca. Home to some of the world's most provocative thinkers and commentators. The 10 Radio Hour, Saturdays and Sundays on CFAX 1070. Now, Mark Brené on CFAX 1070. Well, you know you're getting old when. Oh boy, I went deep into my past. The Ottawa Renegades. Ay, ay, ay. No, they are called the Ottawa Red Blacks. AJ, the second it came out of my mouth, I knew it was wrong, but I'll explain why in just a second. Uh, the Lions hosting the Ottawa Red Blacks tomorrow at 7. A pregame show right here on CFAX 1070 begins at 6. Our guest, Al Jakubek, he's the play-by-play broadcaster for the Ottawa Red Blacks on Team 1200 in Ottawa, TSN Station. Uh, welcome aboard, AJ. Thanks for taking the time. My pleasure, Mark. Yeah, we're trying to forget the renegades there in Ottawa. We're uh, trying to move on to positive things. No kidding. Uh, you'll have to tell some of the boys. That you, this is what Brené did. Uh, just a history lesson, folks. AJ and I go back to our days in Ottawa together. AJ's done really well for himself. He's, he's now the play-by-play guy with the, with the Red, Red Blacks. Does a heck of a job. I loved your call uh, during the uh, Grey Cup uh, drive last year. That was absolutely amazing as Ottawa was getting to the Grey Cup. Uh, the renegades, folks, were uh, a CFL team that replaced the Ottawa Rough Riders, if you will, after the Rough Riders died. Uh, AJ was uh, out west at the time. I was in Ottawa covering the Rough Riders for many, many, many tough years. And then they became the Red Blacks, and they didn't last very long, but now they've got, uh, sorry, they became the Renegades. Now they've become the Red Blacks, and they are having a heck of a great existence. Tell us a bit about what's going on in Ottawa. The, The crowds are big, the stadium is beautiful, and the team is rolling. Yeah, it's a big change for sure. And, uh, you know, it all started uh, with the vision of uh, the Ottawa Sports and Entertainment Group uh, to uh, to turn around Lansdowne Park and, and make it a place that, you know, not only could house a football team, but make it a destination for people in Ottawa. And, uh, you know, the old Lansdowne Park with, with the Civic Center in there as well, the arena that used to house the Ottawa Senators and now the Ottawa 67s. Uh, I mean, it was a place to go for a game, and then, you know, when the game is over, you'd go home. But now it's an area where you've got shopping and bars and restaurants, and uh, it really is a destination whether it's a game night or not. And if it's a Red Blacks game day, it's uh, it's a complete transformation. You get, you know, six straight sellouts this year. Uh, I think there's a couple hundred tickets available for uh, the next game against Saskatchewan, so soon it'll be seven and you know it's it's just a terrific game day environment in terms of the game day environment you know probably uh you know a a better game day environment than what you see with the ottawa senators which is part of the reason why the senators are looking to make a move uh to downtown ottawa from canada so um a long ways from those uh those gory days with both the rough riders and renegades i mean uh, ownership was always an issue when you look at Warren Chan and the Gleibermans times too, and just all the issues that they had. That's where it all started. It continued onto the football field, and now you've got uh, committed ownership, uh, a beautiful stadium and area, and a football team that uh, you know for for year two and and certainly uh, a lot of year three uh, has has delivered uh, on expectations or well, outperformed expectations last year, but at least delivered to the point where. Uh, you know, Ottawa fans can be proud of their football team once again, which hasn't been the case 
for a long, long time uh, in the nation's capital. Oh, man, yeah. You remember those sad stories. I remember a time when uh, they wouldn't announce the attendance at Lansdowne Park because it was a very small crowd, and Lonnie Gleberman, the son's, the, the owner's son, Bernie's son, and he would say, oh, that's uh, 17,000, Mark, and I looked down and said, Lonnie, that's not more than 11,000. There's no way. Now you guys are drawing, and it's a sellout almost every game. That's fantastic. Listen, is there a lot, um, is it is it tough, a tough act to follow last year going all the way to the Grey Cup, and then this year, are the expectations for them to return to the Grey Cup? Yeah, I think so. And, you know, I, I think they are finding out it, it's not as easy as just, you know, a, a straight line and, and you go from a two-win season to a 12-win season and then all of a sudden you're just back in the Grey Cup uh, again. A lot went their way last year, uh, not just with their football team, but with other football teams. You, you look at the Hamilton Tiger Cats and they are playing – probably better football than anyone before Zach Caleros went down to a season-ending knee injury. And that really paved the way, I think, for everyone in the CFL and especially the Ottawa Red Blacks to, to go on their run. And uh, they stayed relatively healthy last year. I mean, uh, the offensive line is a prime example. I mean, all five guys started 18 games, started, uh, you know, two playoff games, including the Grey Cup. This year, you know, they've suffered some injuries. Uh, you know, they just lost their Vincent Rogers. They're starting left tackle, a guy that uh, won the uh, Offensive Lineman of the Year award from last year. And, and I think the other thing is, too, you know, they're being taken a lot more seriously by, by other teams around the league. You could probably catch a few teams by surprise that maybe didn't, uh, you know, have the type of respect that you would uh, for a team that won two games the previous year in 2014. Now, when you're a Grey Cup finalist and, and you start the way you did this year at 3-0-1, teams are going to be gunning for you. And I, I think... You know, they came out flat a couple of games, in particular at home against Toronto and Montreal, which, uh, you know, has really hurt them in the standing. Yeah, they're in first, but, you know, they're going to be in a dogfight, uh, you know, for the rest of the season because they blew a couple of opportunities to, to extend their lead in the standing. So this is a tough stretch for Ottawa now. They've got uh, BC this week. They've got Saskatchewan at home next week, but then it's home and home with Hamilton and Winnipeg. So uh, not a lot of easy uh, marks on the schedule. And, you know, for Ottawa, they're going to have to make up a couple of those wins that, that they maybe should have had earlier in the season uh, by beating a couple of good teams, uh, which could include uh, BC tomorrow night. Last time they met, about five weeks ago, BC won uh, in Ottawa 29-23. Uh, what do they got to do? Uh, what does Ottawa got to do this week to beat Jonathan Jennings and company? Yeah, I mean, that was a great football game, too. And I'm expecting more of the same uh, tomorrow night. I mean, that was uh, two teams that at times have been inconsistent that brought their A game, and, and BC was just a little bit better. I think I think it's going to be one and lost, as it always is, sir, in football in the trenches. And I think, you know, you look at that front seven for BC, and Alex Bazzi's a, a playmaker that can really uh, disrupt uh, things in the backfield. And then you've got two of the best linebackers in football in Solomon Alamimian and also Adam Big Hill. And, and you know, I, I think BC is going to bring it tomorrow to try and put some pressure on Trevor Harris and, and especially put some pressure on that offensive line that is, uh, you know, without Sir Vincent Rogers for the first game uh, this season. So uh, I, I think that is maybe where it's going to be dictated. If Ottawa can survive that front seven and the O-line can hold up, uh, that gives Trevor Harris some time to find one of those four 1,000-yard receivers that he's got and, and make some plays. So Ottawa's moved the ball very well this year. 
Uh, another issue has been they've, they've settled for field goals far too often. They're the worst team in the CFL in the red zone, operating around 40%. Five of those have been uh, through turnovers, but again, settling for field goals way too often. So we'll see if they can uh, make those improvements because against good teams, they, they did it last week against Toronto. I mean, they, they dominated that football game, but it was 29-12. And one of their touchdowns came on a missed field goal return by Jamil Smith. And then they had five field goals and finally scored a touchdown late. I, I think you can survive that against, you know, teams like Toronto right now. You're not going to survive uh, that type of production or lack thereof in the red zone against a quality team like BC. So uh, they're going to have to sharpen it up uh, if they get in the red zone tomorrow. Well, this will be their sixth and uh, sixth meeting since uh, the rebirth of football in our nation's capital back in 2014. Lions hold a 3-2 edge in that. We'll see what happens tomorrow night. Thank you so much for joining us, Al. I really, AJ, I really do appreciate it, and I apologize about the Renegades, but it, it brought us back down memory lane. <laughs> yeah, hey, anytime. Uh, anytime we can mention the Gleberman. We can always get a bit of a chuckle, so uh, yeah. always a pleasure, Mark. Yeah, uh, thank you, sir. And we didn't even mention the cheerleader story. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no need to. <laughs> no need to. Enough said. Thanks, AJ. Take care, buddy. All right. Cheers, you too. Bye-bye. AJ Jackie back, play-by-play broadcaster of the Ottawa Red Blacks on TSN 1200 Radio in Ottawa. It is news time. And here is Art Aronson. Thanks, Mark. Victoria is gearing up to say goodbye to the Royals. The Victoria branch of the Monarchist League says there will be a couple of chances to see the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge tomorrow. An algae bloom at Langford Lake has health officials issuing a public advisory. You're being asked to avoid swim in or drink the lake water. That goes for your pets as well. The body of an ESL student from Japan who had been missing for three weeks has been found in Vancouver. Natsumi Kujua was last seen in Burnaby on September 7th before her body was found on the grounds of an empty heritage mansion. Checking our CFAX traffic now had hearing that Happy Valley Road is blocked off between Latoria Road and Wild Ridge because of a semi-truck on its side. You're asked to avoid that area coming in and out of Chosen if you can. Volumes busy as well on other areas around Capital Region. Uh, seeing that Helmkin Road is busy from interurban to the uh, Burnside Road west there. Uh, just volume related that uh, intersection actually of uh, Helmkin uh, Interurban and Wilkinson is quite busy this hour. Also seeing heavy volumes on the Trans-Canada Highway northbound between Uptown Road and the Admirals Mackenzie Interchange also in Langford from the uh, McCallum Road to the West Shore Parkway as those are usual areas that are busy at this time of day. Give us a call at 381 News or Star 1070 on your cell phone if you see something out there other drivers should know about. There is a one sailing wait on the Swartz Bay to Sawasan run. The 5 o'clock uh, sailing left full. The 6 o'clock is full now as well. The 7 o'clock boat is the next one out of here. It's just over 60% full. Uh, the 7 o'clock is right now. I'm Art Aronson. If you see something out there other drivers should know about, give us a call at 381 News or Star 1070. Uh, it is uh, News Time 518. Mark. Thank you, sir. When we come back, we'll speak with uh, a very, very knowledgeable sports broadcaster in Toronto. And we're going to talk about the World Cup. Did you notice Canada won last night? Didn't see anybody talking about it today. Fall is the best time to deal with blackberry vines, and Borden Mercantile has herbicide sprays to eliminate them. Borden Mercantile, on Borden Street near Quadra and McKenzie. Afternoons with Mark Brenay is brought to you by... Fairway Market. No club cards, no points, no gimmicks. Just great card-free pricing at Fairway Market. 
Find out what's cooking with the CFAX 1070 Great Grocery Giveaway. You could win free groceries for a year from Thrifty Foods. The winning is easy. Just watch CTV Vancouver Island. Listen and win. Qualify and win a $50 smile card weekday mornings with Al Therapy at 7.15 and afternoons with Mark Rene at 4.15. Details at CFAX1070.com. Win free groceries for a year from Thrifty Foods and CFAX 1070 with a great grocery giveaway. Culture Days and Sunlight Financial invite you to play a starring role in Canada's love affair with culture. Send us a 30 to 60 second video expressing your creativity. Whether you're painting, singing an original song, dancing or acting, this is your chance to share your love of culture. If selected, we'll screen your video creation at Cineplex Cinemas across Canada and you'll receive free movies for a year. For full details and to enter, go to culturedays.ca. Subject to official rules, no purchase necessary. And plan your Culture Days weekend using the Bright Spot schedule presented by Sunlight Financial. You've made the decision to go green, clean, and back to the basics. Now choose Integrity Sales to help you manage your organic yard, garden, or farm efficiently. It's where the organic professionals shop. And just like the pros at Integrity Sales, you'll find the highest quality organic fertilizers, soil amendments, micronutrients, and foliar spraying materials that will enhance soils and plants. Integrity Sales, for traditional, transitional, and organic gardeners and farmers. 2180 Keating Cross Road, where the professionals shop. Hey, did you hear about the sale at the Vitamin Shop? Yeah, the fall sale. The Vitamin Shop is my place for healthy solutions, where I can afford to stock up on brand name vitamins. Find the largest selection of exceptional quality nutritional supplements from Natural Factors, Preferred Nutrition, Renew Life, Genuine Health, Sisu, and more during the fall sale at the Vitamin Shop. Plus, they offer an in-store discount to seniors on all items, including sale items. The Vitamin Shop. 1212 Broad Street and CanadianVitaminShop.com. In person or on the phone, let's hash it out. Joe Perkins, weekdays from noon to one. If it's happening, it's here. CFAX 1070. No matter how hard you try, you can't stop us now. This is Mark Brené on CFAX 1070. No matter how hard you try, you can't stop us now. What's that, renegades of funk? You dissing me about the renegades thing? Nice call, love it, Josh. Beautiful. Uh, let's welcome. head to uh, let's head to Toronto now, where last night Team Canada won the World Cup. They really did it in the last two and a half minutes. Uh, let's go with Howard Berger now, the author of a very popular sports blog, Between the Posts. He knows his hockey covered the Leafs for many, many, many years. Hi, Howard. How are you, Mark? I'm well, thank you, sir. Uh, listen, Mike Babcock. I'm going to read a quote. I'm sure you've seen it already. Mike Babcock, uh, coaching Team Canada. Uh, said this last night after winning the World Cup in the ACC. He said, this is just a sign of what's going to happen here in Toronto, just so you know. What do you think of that? Well, it's a little bit different from his there's a lot of pain ahead uh, comment that he made when he he came aboard as the Maple Leafs coach um, last year, a year ago, May. Uh, I don't think uh, he was uh, uh, suggesting that it's going to happen immediately or by next year at this time. But uh, listen, that's what the entire Leafs organization has been about internally. Uh, No guarantee, of course, Mark, that uh, by going the traditional route finally, uh, you know, a decade after the, the 
lost NHL season in 2005 that it's actually going to work out for the Maple Leafs just because they've decided to finally, you know, get with the program. But yeah, this is uh, there's a lot of confidence among that group, among you know, with general manager with Lou Amorello's got all that experience, and you know, Babcock's well decorated coach right now is as you know, and you know, Brendan Shanahan's done a good job coming in and uh, and and sort of staying in the background, but uh, but but again, uh, you know, putting his stamp on uh, the franchise and. And now it's up to the guys that you know they've brought in recently. Uh, Nylander a couple of years ago, uh, Marner two years, uh, rather three years ago, Marner two years ago, and this past uh, summer, of course, Austin Matthews as the number one pick. Those are the the big three that they're going to build around. And uh, the Leafs uh, picked up Frederick Anderson from Anaheim as a goaltender in the off season. They signed Jonas Enroth as a, a backup. So. I think uh, you know what Mike Babcock is probably echoing what a lot of people that uh, employ him uh, believe will be the case, but not so fast. Yeah, well, those are those are pretty good players. I like that goaltender, and I like those three that you mentioned. That's that's yep. those are good pillars to build around. What kind of impact is uh, is uh, is expected to be uh, made from Austin Matthews uh, coming over to the Leafs? He's just a kid, and it's going to be a lot of pressure playing in Toronto. But what are they expecting from him this year? I think that uh, Babcock will protect him uh, at the beginning because it's not so much pressure uh, coming into Toronto. It's more the, the, the expectation and the, the, there's almost fantasy to it. Uh, you know what the talking market's like, Mark. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just been down for so long. And it's been, what, 31 years since the last time the Leafs drafted first overall, and they hit with a pretty good one in Wendell Clark. But um, there's just, it's trying, I think Babcock's going to try and, you know, ease him in and and allow um, uh, Matthews to determine how quickly he moves up through the lineup rather than saying, okay, you're the number one draft pick. We're poking in as a number one center. Not that we're, you know, uh, knee deep in centermen here. I mean, Nazem Kadri is probably uh, the number one center coming in. Uh, Tyler Bozak has been around for a few years. You know, there's no Gretzky or Messier's in that, uh, in that lineup, but I still think that Matthews, who, if all goes according to plan, will be the runaway number one center at some point, will be eased in. And instead of, uh, uh, it's been in the past here. Instead of saying, "Okay, you know, you're the big hope of the franchise. We're putting it all on you right away," I think Babcock will allow him to grow into whatever role he's comfortable with uh, in his first NHL season. And you know, Mark, who knows what that'll be? Uh, you know, maybe that'll be a second and third line role all year as he comes along slowly, or maybe his talent uh, that he showed uh, in Zurich and Switzerland uh, last year and the year before, and of course uh, at times in the World Cup, maybe that will allow him to step forward and move into a number one role, uh, you know, uh, by November or December. But I don't think Babcock will put that kind of onus on him initially, and, uh, and, and I think that's probably the right way to go, especially, again, in this market where, where people are just dying for anything to, you know, to bounce their way. They've got to be careful with the kid, and I think Babcock will. You mentioned the World Cup and Austin Matthews playing for Team USA. Uh, boy, that was a heck of a team to watch, Team North America. Tell me about the reaction in Toronto uh, after Canada won the World Cup. I can tell you I didn't see a whole lot of vibe here. Uh, it, it seemed to lose its luster once North America got knocked out. Would you agree? 
Well, there were two stories in this tournament that I think really brought it down. The North American aspect of it was wonderful, and that was the gimmicky aspect. So you put all these young kids together, and and it looked like they'd been playing together for twenty years. Uh, you know, I mean, they just they, the creativity, the the awareness, the anticipation. I mean, it was incredible. But we knew that it was going to be the case, not necessarily as as it turned out with that team, but throughout the tournament here, you knew that the skill level was going to be off the charts in many in many aspects, and it was. So the, the Team North American, uh, the young kids, uh, you know, they were the refreshing story of the tournament. The big disappointment was the Americans. I think uh, that, uh, you know, a lot of us felt that uh, the, the Americans would uh, perhaps be a, a second-tier uh, uh, Team Canada in this event. Uh, everybody expected Canada to win. I mean, you look at the uh, the Canadian roster uh, without Connor McDavid, without Aaron Ekblad, and several others that were playing for that young team, and, and still it uh, uh, there was, no one really uh, gave the Canadians much of a battle. And, you know, the U.S. team, you know, without Johnny Gaudreau and uh, without, uh, uh, you know, Matthews and without uh, Jack Eichel, I mean, they can make the same claim, not as deep as Canada, mind you, uh, but that was a very disappointing uh, uh, performance. I was at two of the American games uh, at Air Canada Centre, the, the loss to Canada, where they were down 4-1, to one in uh, the middle of the second period, so the game was basically over. And then they just, you know, they, they, they didn't show up for that meaningless game against uh, the Czechs toward the end of the tournament. They're meaningless only in the sense that, uh, you know, you, you'd get something uh, under the, the win column before you left and, and dispersed. So those are the two big stories in the tournament. It was It's, it's a made-for-Canada event uh, in terms of, uh, you know, winning. It was a made-for-TV Rogers production. And, uh, uh, you know, and, and it's funny because even with the younger generation, of uh, of uh, hockey watchers, and as I said, I was at a couple of those games, um, including the Canada U.S. game. Uh, it, it, people that clearly are not old enough to remember Paul Henderson or, or Mario Lemieux in 1987, um, but you know, probably remember Sidney Crosby and Sochi, and you know, maybe back as far as the first World Cup in or the, the most recent World Cup prior to this one in 2004. You know, even there, there wasn't that much of of an excitement. I, th- I think you have to make this event um, every four years. It has to be alternately in years with the Winter Olympics, and then maybe it'll have more. Um, there'll be more integrity to the event. Uh, it's fun watching the players, but but the trophy and and the accomplishment. It, it's you know, it, it's the only real trophy that has no. Um, there's no pattern to it. If you win a World Cup in any other sport, you know when the next one's going to be and where it's going to be. Uh, here, it's you know just sort of a tournament that comes out of uh, whenever the NHL and the Players Association start getting along. And they weren't getting along for 10 years, and that's why we haven't had one since 2004. So the, the sides have to come together and say, okay, you know, irrespective of anything else, we have to have this tournament every four years and, and two years you know, between Winter Olympic Games. Then I think it starts to become more of an integral event. And, uh, you know, and, and, and who knows what's going to happen with the NHL players going to the Winter Olympics. Uh, that's another story. Yeah, that's another story. I'd like to get you on in the coming weeks to talk about that. We're out of yeah. time, but I appreciate your time, Howard. Very, very, very thankful that you came on. I appreciate it, sir. Yeah, anytime, Mark. Take care, Howard. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Howard Berger, author of the very popular sports blog, Between the Posts. He's written many books on the Toronto Maple Leafs. He used to cover the Leafs for many years. Heck of a reporter living in Toronto. News is next on CFAX 1070. When we come back, we'll take you back into the locker room, and we'll talk about the Victoria Royals. 
Kristen and Bob here from Heirloom Linens. This month, we're featuring Carmana Wool Duvets. These duvets have a breathable cotton cover and a natural wool filling to keep you warm in the winter and cool in the summer. A queen is just $209.99 and a king is $249.99. Plus, they're hypoallergenic, dust mite resistant, and a natural alternative to down. And they make really awesome blanket forts. You still make blanket forts? No, I just heard it from someone once. Heirloom Linens. In Broadmead Village and online at heirloomlinens.com. We only sound expensive. It's time for more Speedy Tips from Speedy Auto's Mike and Kim. How do you know if your shocks or struts need replacing? A bounce test is the best quick way to check. If the suspension continues to gyrate more than once or twice after rocking and releasing the car, your shocks or struts are showing their age and need to be replaced. Bring it in to Speedy Auto, no appointment necessary, and we'll give you an honest evaluation. Because it's speedy, you're a somebody. Speedy Auto, 2992 Douglas Street, south of Mayfair, 385-8717. CFAX Victoria, a division of Bell Media. And an iHeart radio station. If it's happening, it's here. CFAX 1070. 5.32. Good afternoon. I'm Mark Brené. Clear for the rest of the day. Mixed bag of tricks for the weekend, though. Mostly cloudy. A 70% chance of rain tomorrow. Some sun, some cloud for Sunday. Looking at highs in the mid-teens. 15 in Brentwood Bay. CFAX 1070 News begins right now. And here is Sandy Hall. Thanks, Mark. The judge has reserved decision in the case of suspended Victoria Police Chief Frank Elsner and whether key evidence should be banned from being made public. CFAX is part of a court battle trying to make that evidence public. The case was heard behind closed doors in Vancouver today. Elsner was seeking a ban on evidence connected to several investigations into his conduct. His improper relationship with a subordinate's wife initially prompted an investigation, and Elsner is trying to suppress the contents of a Twitter messages between he and that woman and details of his employment contract. He also wants a gag order on evidence gathered during both internal and external investigations. CFAX 1070 is fighting Elsner's bid to have uh, information banned, along with the Times Colonist and CTV Vancouver Island. West Shore RCMP are releasing details about multiple arrests made in connection to drug trafficking. On Wednesday, a 31-year-old Langford man was taken into police custody after a search at a Langford home found a host of drugs, drug-related paraphernalia, and a large amount of U.S. and Canadian cash. A day earlier, a 43-year-old man, also from Langford, was arrested with possession of heroin for the purpose of trafficking. Mounties are also announcing that they arrested two men, a 21 and 24-year-old, back on September 16th, leading to seizure of cocaine, crack cocaine and meth. West Shore RCMP aren't releasing the locations of those searches, citing an ongoing uh, and future investigations. The royal couple are getting the chance to catch their own dinner as they cast their lines in an area of B.C. renowned for its salmon and halibut fishing. Prince William and Kate started their final full day in Canada with a ride in a replica Haida war canoe that took them to the remote west coast islands of Haida Gwaii. The Duke and Duchess of Cambridge are also visiting the Haida Heritage Centre and Museum where they will learn about cultural practices including song, dance and totem carving. Meantime, the chair of the Victoria branch of the Monarchist League, Monique Goffinet-Miller, says there will be a couple of chances to see the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge tomorrow in Victoria, 
One of the good moments will be when the Royals board a SALT's sailing ship at Ships Point in the Inner Harbor sometime after 1130. And Goffin at Miller says there's another chance to see them at the Inner Harbor during the official farewell ceremony. People are wanting to see them in downtown. They best be getting there before lunch and find their, their spot around uh, Harbor Airs Terminal to wave goodbye to the whole family. They'll see them there. Before all that, the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge will visit Victoria's Cridge Centre for the family. An official says the engineer at the controls of a commuter train that slammed into a New York or a New Jersey station has now spoken with federal investigators and is being cooperative. But Thomas Gallagher has yet to be formally interviewed about the crash due to his injuries. One of the train's black boxes has been recovered. The other in the front has yet to be retrieved from the twisted wreckage. A 34-year-old woman was killed when she was hit by flying debris. I'm Sandy Hall. If it's happening, it's here on CFAX 1070. News time is 535. Thank you, Sandy. And now with a look at traffic, here is Art Aronson. Thanks, Mark. The area of Happy Valley Road near Latoria uh, Road there is a little bit busy this hour. There was a motor vehicle incident there, a tr- semi-truck on its side there causing some delays. So yeah, if you're trying to get in and out of Machosan via Happy Valley Road, it's a bit of a busy stretch there. Try to avoid it if you can. Elsewhere, heavy volumes on the Trans-Canada Highway, leaving the downtown area as of usual this time of day. Uh, from uptown to the Admirals Mackenzie Interchange, it's stop-and-go volume there. Also in Langford on the Trans-Canada Highway, northbound uh, from McCallum Road to the West Shore Parkway is busy. Checking CFAX uh, ferries now, checking the ferries out there from Swartz Bay to Sawasan. That run, there's a one sailing wait right now as the 6 o'clock boat is full. The 7 o'clock boat is just over 60% full right now. Uh, checking CFAX weather now, here is CTV Vancouver Island meteorologist Astrid Brownschmidt. Throughout the capital region, we're actually seeing some fog this afternoon. Temperatures to reach 16 degrees once that dissipates and the sunshine really comes through. Tonight, we'll be down to 8 degrees in the capital region and watch for a few showers to develop overnight. Saturday, for the most part, looks cloudy, but you've got some sunny breaks here and there. Watch for some isolated showers too, highs to 15 degrees. We're drying out under mainly cloudy skies through Sunday, 16 degrees. 16 also expected Monday, mainly cloudy. Might need your umbrella at times Tuesday and Wednesday, couple of unsettled days midweek. I'll have your full island forecast tonight on CTV News at 5. It's 14 degrees in downtown Victoria. I'm Art Aronson. If it's happening, it's here on CFAX 1070. It's 537. There's only one Viagra. If it doesn't say Pfizer on the pill, it's not Viagra. Choose the true blue and get the Viagra you know at a great price. Brené back here in the locker room. You know, Victoria has royals other than Kate and Will, and we'll talk about them when we come back. This Thanksgiving, I'm thankful for all my wonderful friends and family. I'm thankful for that too, but also the Fairway Market Flyer. Really? Oh yeah, it's where I find all my hot Thanksgiving deals. For example, fresh capless prime rib oven roast, just $8.99 a pound. And U.S. number one premium yams, only 98 cents a pound. See what I mean? You know what? I'm thankful for you and your wisdom. You're welcome. Happy Thanksgiving. No club cards, no gimmicks, just great card-free pricing at Fairway Market. It wasn't me. The justice system is not perfect. Let's get to work. Monday on CTV. You get five days. For each case? One lawyer is determined 
What the hell is all this? To right the wrongs. You gotta get me out. Protect the innocent. We're running out of time. And uncover the truth. From the executive producer of Criminal Minds. This unit could do good. Haley Atwell stars in Conviction. Conviction. Monday at 10 on CTV. Trouble on the Trans-Canada? We'll get you back on track. If it's happening, it's here. CFAX 1070. Now, Mark Brenay on CFAX 1070. All this talk about the Royals all week. The other Royals kind of got lost in the shuffle. Well, they're off to a bit of a stumbling start, but that's okay. It's a long season. Victoria Royals uh, uh, have lost both games they played this season, 3-1 and 5-1 losses last week, but they get a chance to hit 500 with a game tonight at the Save on Foods Memorial Center playing Kamloops at 7.05. I got tickets in my hand for tomorrow night's game. They're also playing tomorrow night at 7.05. Joining us to talk about the Victoria Royals, Cleve Deansaw, reporter with the Victoria Times Colonist. Hi, Cleve. Hey, Mark. How you doing? Last uh, time uh, I think we talked was uh, the eve of the Summer Olympics in Rio uh, on the pregame show and the opening ceremony. So there you go. It's the change of seasons. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. That's a, that's you're absolutely right. That's a good memory. That's right. Seems like a long time ago. Yeah, it seems like an eternity ago now. Yeah. Yeah, and it also seems like a long time ago that uh, the Victoria Royals were in. Uh, just so close to getting to the Memorial Cup. One goal shy. Yeah, isn't it funny? Uh, now, uh, here we go again. Uh, another season. Uh, of course, it started last week. And as you mentioned, there was a great word play last week, of course. Unfortunately, the headlines uh, didn't read, uh, you know, a royal spank. Uh, Prince George was the other way around. Uh, <laughs> the little kid. <laughs> I think that was uh, from your... Prince George spanked the royal. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. that was from your newspaper, Jack Knox, saying <laughs> that... And I used this line a couple of times last week, and I credited Jack Knox, because how can you not? He's such a great writer. Uh, he had said something, if you see a headline tomorrow morning, meaning Saturday morning, uh, saying that the uh, Royals uh, beat Prince George, don't get upset. Don't get upset. It's about <laughs> hockey. <laughs> Unfortunately, it was the other way around. So, That's yeah, right. Yeah. Well, the, as, uh, as your newspaper says quite well today, it says the cavalry, cavalry has returned because there are some players that were uh, at the NHL training camps that have returned, Tyler Soy, Jack Walker, and Matthew Phillips. What kind of impact does that make on the team? Oh, it's going to be huge. Uh, obviously, they their uh, their absence was uh, deeply felt last week in the in the in the sweep by Prince George over the, over the Royals, and uh, it was uh, just a lack of scoring all around. Uh, and those guys really represent uh, the scoring on this team. Uh, of course, uh, uh, Tyler Soy uh, was the leading scorer for the team last year, uh, 46 goals, and uh, and uh, Matthew Phillips uh, was the rookie of the year in the WHL uh, with and led the WHL in rookie scoring as well. And Jack Walker is just an all-around player who can put the puck in the net as well. And they only scored two goals in, in that two-game sweep uh, that they, they were swept by Prince George, and that indicates, and then went 0-14 for 14 on the power play, which indicates just how lacking their offense was last week, and this is a huge boost to them to get those three back. And the only guy remaining now in, in a pro camp is Chaz Redekop of the Los Angeles Kings. So uh, on, the, on the front end, anyways, uh, things look good. Hopefully we'll be back on track for them. How are they looking between the pipes? Who's their goalie this year? It's Griffin Outhouse, uh, a sophomore. He uh, backed up uh, Coleman Volrath last year, a 20-year-old uh, who has since graduated and gone on to Canadian colleges. Uh, but uh, it was it was uh, not very good, actually, to, to be blunt about it. Uh, uh, Griffin did not have a good start to the season, and he was pulled in the second game after allowing... Uh, uh, 
three goals in just six shots in the first ten minutes of that second game. And uh, uh, Dylan uh, Miskew, who is going to be his backup this year, who is a rookie, uh, got his first WHL experience and looked okay uh, in the in the rest of the way Saturday. Hey, got to ask you about uh, just away from the team for a second. But, but Joe Hicketts, what's his? I know he's with the Detroit organization. What, where is he expected to play this year? The Detroit's minor league camp. Yeah, he's expected not to come back to Victoria, although he is eligible as an overage twenty-year-old. Uh, but it's expected Detroit will keep him in their minor pro system, likely in the HL, maybe with a little duty in the ECHL. But definitely, uh, it looks like he's going to stay up there. If there's one guy that uh, fans should look for this year uh, as a new Victoria Royal, who would that? be that I asked Cam uh, this uh, earlier uh, I think it was two weeks ago I forget who he told me but he's, he, made, he named a couple of players to keep your eye on well one would definitely be the rookie Eric Florchuk he was the first draft pick uh Two years ago, in 2015, out of the out of the Bantam ranks, and he's going to be very good. He had a bit of a rough start uh, in the first two games. Uh, uh, didn't really uh, display much, but that was tough because uh, there was a lot on his shoulders, uh, being a rookie and not having much support with the veterans, uh, mostly in pro camps. Uh, but he's definitely going to be a guy guy to look for, uh, and also uh, Blake Barger, who's uh, uh, who was traded for and came out from uh, uh, Moose Jaw, and he is a sort of a great in the corners, and he's another guy that uh, could be a good role player uh, to look forward to uh, this year. Well, 0 for 14 on the power play. I suspect what's probably going to happen is they'll get a power play opportunity tonight, and the floodgates will open. Uh, you got to think. You, those three up front now, uh, and uh, it's going to be a whole different look to this team than it was last weekend, for sure. Do you think... Uh, mind you, you know... Uh, Prince George was missing a bunch of guys at pro camps, too, and so uh, Kamloops got a few back this week. So, you know, it, it wasn't just Victoria, but he was in the same boat, so there were no excuses for the Royals last week. Yeah, no, no none at all. Uh, we've got about 25 seconds, sorry uh, about that, Cleve, but uh, do, do you think it's going to be a tough climb for, I mean, they surprised a lot of people last year, Victoria did, by getting as far as they did and as deep into the playoffs as, they, uh, as that club did. Tough act to follow? Uh, it is a tough act to follow. It was a big surprise last year that they won the league uh, regular season championship. And with such a young team, and they're still young, they're only a year older than they were last year, and people tend to forget there were a couple of teams on the verge last year who didn't, who were disappointing, and one of them was Prince George. And uh, what Victoria did, Prince George was expected to do, and now this year they look like they're ready to explode uh, with nine uh, 19-year-olds on that team. And the other team uh, is this Kamloops team, which almost beat Kelowna last year in uh, lost in Game 7 in overtime in the first round of the play. And Victoria would have met Kamloops instead of uh, 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 Kelowna last year in the second round of the playoffs if that playoff game had gone the other way uh, between Kamloops and, and Kelowna. And this Kamloops team looks like it's ready also to make a statement as well with a very veteran and deep team. Thanks, Cleve, for your time. We'll have to leave it there. We're coming up on news time, but I appreciate your time, sir. Thanks, Mark. Take care, Cleve. Bye. Bye-bye. Cleve Deansa, reporter with the Victoria Times columnist. It is news time. Here is Art Aronson. Thanks, Mark. The nation's big city mayors are making a billion-dollar push for federal housing money. The mayors are asking Ottawa for $12.6 billion over the next decade to help build new affordable housing units and alleviate a growing need in places like Toronto and Vancouver. A judge has reserved decision in the case of suspended Victoria Police Chief Frank Elsner and whether key evidence rather should be banned from being public. The case was being heard in a Vancouver courtroom today behind 
behind closed doors. Elsner is uh, looking for a ban on evidence connected to several investigations into his conduct. And if you see more people than usual wearing orange shirts today, there's a special reason for that. September 30th is Orange Shirt Day to honor and support the 150,000 survivors of the residential school system along with their families. Checking CFAX Trevor right, uh, traffic right now. Happy Valley Road still blocked off between Latoria and Wild Ridge because of a semi-truck inside there. Avoid that area if you can. If you're going into Machosen, take instead Souk Road to Machosen Road. It's starting to back up in that area right now. Elsewhere, volume still pretty heavy on some areas across Greater Victoria on the Trans-Canada Highway leaving downtown from about uptown to the Admiral's Mackenzie Interchange is still quite busy. Also in Langford from McCallum Road to the West Shore Parkway also busy as well. If you see something out there other drivers should know about, give us a call at 381 News or Star 1070 on your cell phone. CFAX uh, down at the uh, ferries, BC Ferries from Swords Bay to Swasson. The 6 o'clock boat is full. The 7 o'clock is 60% full right now. I'm Art Aronson. If it's happening, it's here on CFAX 1070. It's 546. Mark. Thank you, Art. When you can make your way from the other side of the glass over here, we'll talk some sports with Mr. Art Aronson. Afternoons with Mark Brené is brought to you by Fairway Market. No club cards, no points, no gimmicks. Just great card-free pricing at Fairway Market. Mornings with Al Faraby. Stacy, hello. Hello. Were you watching CTV News Vancouver Island last night? I sure was. And did you see goofy old Chef Al Faraby there? I sure did. Okay. What was the item I held up last night? It was hee-haw horseradish. It was. It was. On the next show, another chance to win groceries for a year. We'll look back at the Royal Visit and give you an update from the Cops for Cancer Tour to Rock. Weekdays 5 to 9 on CFAX 1070. Bullen Books at Hillside Center, your community bookstore for over 40 years. This week at Bullen Books. A gripping tale about a family in a time of crisis. Jonathan Safran Fors, Here I Am. Follow as three sons experience their parents' marriage fall apart, while a massive earthquake devastates the Middle East, making us truly question what the meaning of home is. Bullen Books, Victoria's community bookstore in Hillside Center. Call the Bullen Book Line at 595-READ. End of the Rolls 30th Anniversary Sale is almost over. Save up to 30% on select flooring for your entire home. Check out the top brands of hardwood, laminate, carpet, luxury vinyl, tile and plank, and more. Discover why End of the Roll has won more awards than any other Canadian flooring company. End of the Roll's 30th Anniversary Sale and soon. Visit endoftheroll.com. Brand name flooring, low prices, always in stock. Come see our new location on 601 Beleskin. I'm here with a few fans of Bluebird Cabs. So why do you like Bluebird Cabs? I can get one on my schedule. No waiting around. If I had a drink, there's no way I'm driving. I like the privacy. I can read, make a phone call. You can pile the whole family in. I like that. I just like being driven around. It makes me feel cool. You are cool. Thanks, Mom. And thank you for your answers. When you need a cab, think Bluebird Cabs. They'll get you where you want to go. Fast, reliable, comfortable. Call 322-22. The best thing that will ever happen to you. The Adam Sterling Show. Weekdays from 9 to noon. If it's happening, it's here. CFAX 1070. Hello out there. We're on the air. It's hockey night tonight. Keeping you informed. Mark Brené on CFAX 1070. You see, you got to use that song only once in a while. We haven't used it in so long that it sounds good. Stomp and Tom. 
But if you use it too much, it's like anything else. It gets overused, and it gets a little monotonous. Uh, here's a guy who's never monotonous, and he's uh, used a lot in the newsroom, and he loves his sports. He's Art Aronson, reporter, anchor at CFAX 1070. How are you, sir? Oh, good. Thanks. I thought you were going to go with Canada winning at hockey as in something that's monotonous over and over again. Did you find that monotonous? Yeah, you didn't I like think, it? I think it kind of hurt a little bit at the World Cup yeah, there a little bit. I think bit, you're right. You know? yeah. He's talking to Berger in Toronto about yeah. that, and he said the same thing. Yeah. It was uh, obvious Canada was going to win, although I was kind of, it was kind of cool last night. Don't call me anti-Canadian. I am the biggest patriot you're going to ever meet. It's just that finally we had a challenge last night. Yeah, you know, it was fun watching uh, that team uh, Europe that, you know, they'd, they'd gone into the tournament, they'd lost all three pre-tournament games. I didn't know that. And there was a joke, their best player, Anze Kopitar, joked uh, after their first couple games where they won in the actual tournament, they were like, ah, we were just fooling them in the, <laughs> in the pre-tournaments. And I guess they were because they ended up being the second best team. And they, they made fun of it last night, you know, uh, and I was just reading that there was 2.7 viewers. 2.7 uh, million. Yeah, 2.7 million viewers, good. which is pretty Get at 1.7.5 people are tuned in at one point. So, yeah. you know, it's still a draw. It's, it's, this is Canada. This is hockey. We love it. Right? Yeah, absolutely true. But, it, you know, they just flipped a switch in the last two or two and a half minutes. Now they got a power play that helped. And I tell you, I mean, and I, and I was telling all my friends, you got Sidney Crosby, you got Jonathan Taze. You're probably not going to lose with those guys. Like, <laughs> probably the not. plays that they made at the end of that game to yeah. have their team win, it was just classic, classic. Yeah, classic Jonathan Taze, classic Sidney Crosby. Crosby, of course, got the MVP, which he's deserved. What a year that guy's been having! Yeah, and you know who really impressed me was Brad Marchand. Man, he was he was fantastic. He all was. Tournament. He's the pest, folks. If you follow your hockey, I'm sure you do. He's the pest that plays for Boston now. He's oh, we wh- know him in this one, market. Yeah, yeah, you know him here. We one of him. the most hated players in the NHL, but he's yeah. skilled. But he's always been, you know, kind of like Claude Lemieux on the ice, a bit of a pain in the derriere. But boy, he he he, he kept it civil. He did not show his temperament, and he has great skills. Playing with Patrice Bergeron, who was his his line mate in Boston, and playing with Sidney Crosby, those guys just clicked. And Sidney Crosby, you know, he can make a lot of good players, but uh, look good. But Marchand seems to click with him, like Chris Kunitz in uh, Pittsburgh. So I think that's a connection you're going to see for quite a few years going forward here. Well, it was good. We won the Cup. I was kind of hoping there'd be a Game 3 and watch that uh, Saturday night. But at least it was, uh, you know, we had a bit of a challenge. Here's the question for you, though. Is that going to be able to replace the Olympics for you? That no, not at all. Not I, think, at all. I think that's what people saw. That that's, that's just not going to happen. Yeah, you know? not at all. And I, as Howard Berger was saying just a half an hour ago here on the show, he was saying that uh, what they have to do is have it every four years and not in Olympic years, right? So, but we don't even know if they're going to go to the Olympics, the NHL team. It's looking less than, I had Gino Retta from TSN yeah. on yesterday. He was saying the same thing. Saying yeah. the same thing. And he said 30% chance in his estimation. Wow. I mean, they, they're, they're trying to brace Canadian hockey fans or hockey fans across the world for the NHL players not being at Sochi. I don't know if that was the best thing. I had other friends who were very into this tournament at first, but then, you know, North America got knocked out. Yeah. And a lot of the games, it just kind of seemed like the players were just going through the motion. So it was But like, we never even saw Canada hit its stride, yeah. to be frank with you. Maybe against the Russians, they played well. Yeah. And maybe the last two and a half minutes. But it's always like, like you said, they flipped a switch. And yeah. 
boom, they were going to win the game, you yeah. know, which, I mean, that says something. They are, it is in Toronto, it, you know, they have that home ice advantage, sure. the fans and everything, so it's all geared up for Canada to win. Yeah. And that's why I said maybe it was just a little monotonous that way. Well, I tell you what, if they hadn't have won, and if they had lost this tournament and not taken first prize at the World Cup of Hockey, boy, there would have been a lot of consternation. Now, let's shift gears a little bit. Yeah. we got a hockey game coming on here in about uh, eight or nine minutes or so from now in Calgary, the Vancouver Knuckleheads in Calgary to play the Flames preseason action. How do you like your uh, Canucks so far? Uh, last game was just, uh, they played last game in San Jose, and it was just, it was just so last year. It was they had a lead late, and then the other team ties it. The Sharks tied it, and then the Canucks lose in overtime. That, I felt like it was every other game. That's what it was last year. <laughs> I was like, "Wow, Canucks hockey's back! Here we go again! <laughs> Here we go again!" Yeah, but I, you know what? I'm excited about the Canucks this year. I like their young players. I thought Bo Horvat is coming into his own. He's going to be a star in this league really soon, and I think. Uh, as Canucks fans, we can be really excited about him. Some of the other players look good too. Jake Vertanen, even though he got hurt, still I like uh, I like him and I like uh, Eric Branson, the young defenseman they got in a trade over the summer. Even though hockey pundits didn't like that trade, I like the trade. I think remind uh, the audience who that was. He, uh, Eric Branson, he came from Florida in a trade for one of the young players the Canucks had drafted, Jared McCann, and there was a trade. And I remember one TSN writer was like. The Canucks get fleeced again as in <laughs> one of the worst trades, but I disagree. I think uh, they did a good job, and they're getting a guy who is going to solidify that back in. Canucks are going to be a lot tougher to play against, and I like some of these young players coming up. I think they're exciting. I think the Canucks have no expectations around them this year, and I think uh, that's a good thing. They can consur- surprise a few teams because I think a lot of the teams in their division aren't as good as they were the year before. I think the LA Kings are slipping. I really do. I do not think they're that good a team anymore. I think they're getting older. They're slow. I don't like them. Anaheim's still going to be pretty good. The Sharks are going to be really good. Right. But I think it's the a Canucks... Tough I think the Can- Yeah, I th- but eh, it's not as tough as it was in years back. And I think the Canucks... They're, you know, if Louis Erickson can play well with the Sedins, and he has shown to, like uh, in Sweden, those guys have always had a connection. And I think we're going to see it this year. I'm predicting 30 goals for Louis Erickson. The Canucks will have a shot at making the playoffs. I don't know if they'll make it, but I like them. I was just about to ask that very question. So a chance at making the playoffs. <laughs> well, yeah, I think... Once we get past the preseason, I'm going to have you uh, pin it down and you're going to give us okay. a, a prediction, yes or no, and wh- how, how fast they uh, they exit the playoffs. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, or, or maybe they stay and they surprise everybody yeah, and yeah. maybe I turn into a big bowl of pea soup and, uh, and whatever. Hey, hockey's back. Right? Hockey's back. Uh, baseball is almost over for the Toronto Blue Jays, folks. If they do not win one game this weekend in Fenway Park, Fenway Park, they're done. Wow, what a what a chance they just kind of, you know, they blew pretty much against uh, Baltimore, and a team that needed to win as well. Like, it's coming down to the wire. There's four teams vying for two spots right now, and it could, you know, like even the Seattle Mariners are right there, which two games, ba- one game back of that second wild card spot. Like, it's it's very close. Yeah, and the Jays, are, they're only themselves to blame. And, and, and I've Jays, been saying they, this they to just, you. They only needed to win. They needed to win one more game. They had two, They you know, they played Baltimore. They lost that game where Osuna gave up the home run uh, to Kim uh, if they had won that game they're in you know they're in that's all that's all it took so it was just one pitch here and here we go it's coming down to the wires so uh, but it's fun to watch it's fun to watch and they're playing at Fenway right now where they need to win a game here right now in the uh, bottom of the fourth one nothing for Boston and it doesn't look like the Red Sox are going to do them any favors the Red Sox are you know arguably the best team in the American League this year and uh, they have their best pitchers going this weekend so yeah 
Well, as like I told you before, the Jays lost all those games back in April, May, and June, and those games count. And there are no brooms in Toronto. They could have swept the Yankees, and they should have swept Baltimore. This they is Mark won the last two games. I told you so. And, well, not really. I'm just saying they're the authors of their own demise. Well, you know what? It's making for a good race here at the end. You sure. got the Orioles, you got the the Tigers, you got the Mariners, and you got the Jays all vying for two spots. Yeah, this is what baseball wants. This is what they're getting with their wild cards. With their so wild cards. Jays going to do it. They're going to end up getting one of the wild cards. They are going to win one of those games. They're going to get it. I got. I got to yeah. agree with you. Yeah. You know what, folks? Uh, if it comes down to Sunday's game, who's tell them who's on the mound Sunday for Boston? Former Toronto Blue Jay <laughs> David Price <laughs> will be on the mound. Who? Well, we we know that he's a good pitcher, so that's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun weekend. Yeah. Thanks, Art. Appreciate it. Art Aronson from CFAX 1070. Thanks uh, to uh, Josh for you today for all your work. That's it for today. Thanks for listening and for calling in. Thanks to all our guests and Roseanne Holman, Josh Hilden, and TJ Mullen for their producing work. Canucks Hockey is next. Enjoy your weekend and as always, enjoy beautiful Victoria. Find out what's cooking with the CFAX 1070 Great Grocery Giveaway. You could win free groceries for a year from Thrifty Foods. The winning is easy. Just watch CTV Vancouver Island. Listen and win. Qualify and win a $50 smile card weekday mornings with Al Therby at 7.15 and afternoons with Mark Rene at 4.15. Details at CFAX1070.com. Win free groceries for a year from Thrifty Foods and CFAX 1070 with a great grocery giveaway. Healthy Travels Tip 18 from Pacific Blue Cross, the world's most recognized travel insurance. What you doing, dear? Putting on my boots to go for a walk. What, on the plane? It's a tip from Pacific Blue Cross. Taking short walks on long flights keeps my legs fresh for beating you at tennis. <laughs> yeah, but those are your hiking boots. These babies were built for high altitude. Uh-huh. The number one tip, get travel insurance from the health benefits expert, Pacific Blue Cross. After all, it's about your health. Call 1-800-USE-BLUE. Lions fans, fall football is here. Tomorrow, your BC Lions host the Ottawa Red Blacks. Kickoff at 7 p.m. at BC Place Stadium, presented by Tim Hortons. This game, the University of Washington Husky Marching Band is back. Don't miss out on their special Amicon halftime performance. Plus, arrive early and check out the Nissan Tailgate Party with live band, pregame warm-up food and drink specials, merch offers, and more. Lions, Red Blacks. For tickets and info, visit bclions.com or call 589-ROAR. Pride lives here. Miss something? Download the podcast at